Welcome to the Goalie Hacks podcast, the show dedicated to providing elite tips, hacks, and strategies to take your game to the next level, where we help you become an elite goaltender, one hack at a time. And now, here's your host, Mike Santaguida. All right. Bang, bang. What's up to the Goalie Hacks community out there and all my dedicated goalie hackers out there. And, you know, uh, I actually almost called uh, the company Goalie Hackers. Goalie Hackers, yeah. When the, and, and when the first idea, when it first popped in my head, I was like, oh, uh, Goalie Hackers? I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I, and then I messaged my, my girlfriend. I was like, hey. Help me on this. I was like, goalie hacks or goalie hackers? And she was like, 100% goalie hacks. And voila, goalie hacks was born that day in November 2019, which is very quickly uh, becoming a memory of the past. But thank you to, you know, my beautiful and wonderful girlfriend for helping me choose the name for what's become uh, an icon uh, in the goalie industry in a short period of time. And uh, you know, truly, we've only been able to do that because of you guys. You know, you goalies, you parents, uh, you coaches out there who listen to the show on a weekly basis. Uh, I'm, I'm super grateful for all of you. It gives me chills just thinking about how far we come and, you know, the impact we've been able to make on people's careers. And I'm so proud of, of everyone involved, including all my students and, and all my community members, you know, who listen every day, trying to make themselves better. So keep striving. Keep thriving, an opportunity will find you, like I said uh, a few episodes ago. And and also a note, uh, I just want to give a big shout out to just the countless people, you know, who email me, like long emails, really taking their time. You know, I, I read every single one of them and they certainly do not go unnoticed. Uh, my assistants let me know when, when people are, are trying to reach out. And, uh, and I see everyone who tries to engage with me, even if I don't reach back out. So, you know, and all the people who have submitted reviews for the show and all the people that just reach out to let me know, hey, we appreciate what you do. And uh, honestly, guys, it makes me so happy when I see all that positive feedback. It fuels me every day, you know, to keep going and, and to keep giving back and helping everyone out there achieve their goals. And I just want to say none of your amazing support goes unnoticed, even if I can't back can't get back to all you guys. And I'm incredibly sorry if I don't get back to you. It's nothing personal at all. And I just want to just want to let you know that it really does mean the world to me. So thank you, everyone, for your support. Uh, I appreciate you guys so much. So thank you, everyone. Um, but today on the show, I uh, have an amazing dude, another salt of the earth guy. And that's Philip Lindbergh, starter for the UMass Amherst Minutemen who recently, just a few weeks ago, won the national championship title in Division I hockey with his squad. And it was amazing to dive into his journey leading up to this special moment. Uh, you know, everyone will get to relive with him. Uh, the adversity he went through to get there and overcome challenges and what exactly he uses on a daily and weekly basis uh, to help give him success at the Division I level. Like I said, Phillip's a great guy, man. He has a, has a great perspective on the game. Super chill, dude, and uh, I know you guys are going to enjoy this one today. So without further ado, let's get into this week's conversation. I know you're going to love the chat Philip and I had today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Goalie Hacks podcast, and I am super excited to be joined today by another active college goaltender and uh, recently named the NCAA D1 National Champion with UMass Amherst, and that's Philip Lindbergh. And after growing up and playing minor hockey in Finland, uh, his entire his entire minor hockey career prior prior to coming over here to the U.S. in 
2018, uh, you know, sporting some amazing numbers and uh, winning several personal accolades in his development years, as well as playing some IIHF games representing his home country, Finland. He then moved on to play for UMass Amherst, the D1 program competing in the Hockey East Division located in Massachusetts in the USA. And he's now played over 50 games with the team. And as of this year, not long ago, went all the way to the NCAA final to win the big prize the D1 College National Championship, as well as a, a handful of other personal acc- accolades and awards to go along with um, his stellar season. But couldn't be happier to, to have Philip on today and, and uh, you know, couldn't be happier for Philip and his squad for going all the way and getting it done. Super excited to welcome him to the show today to chat some goaltending development. Philip, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, what's up? I'm good. How about you? Doing great, man. And, 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 you know, great to have you on the show, dude. I uh, was super excited to hear you'd be willing to come on. And, and I know you're overseas back home right now in Finland and, uh, you know, hopefully enjoying the recent win in your Natty Championship. So congrats on that, man. And, and big shout out to uh, Jared DeMichael, uh, former Avon Old Farms alumni, past guest who came on the show on episode 20, uh, as well as the associate head coach for UMass Amherst, also crowned national championship. So, uh, congrats to you both, man. Must be an exciting time for yourselves and the program for sure. But, um, you know, maybe you can just detail to everyone some of the emotions you're feeling right now or, or were feeling and uh, let everyone know, uh, you know, when, when you started the year, was that the goal in mind to win the national championship? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, thank you. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a crazy time. Um, yeah. You know, just winning the whole thing was obviously a dream come true. Uh, I'm sure every single D1 player uh, would love to win the win the Natty. So, yeah, yeah. It, it was a dream come true. That was a lot of fun, and and uh, it was a good year. But yeah, yeah. Uh, in the beginning of the year, um, obviously we had a purpose and a common goal, and and yeah, the, the goal was to win the whole thing, and that was the goal from day one. So yeah, uh, it was it was unreal. It was a good year. Uh, I loved just showing up at the rink every day working hard with the boys and, you know, just shooting for, shooting for the win. Yeah, man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you can just detail, um, you know, some of the major challenges and, and we asked this to everybody who comes on just because obviously year has been full of challenges due to COVID and stuff, but maybe you can just uh, detail some of the challenges you had to overcome and, and how exactly you did that. Well, yeah, obviously it was a different year with COVID and stuff, but uh, for me personally, um, I'd say, one of the biggest things was, you know, just not being able to see your family for a year. Uh, we were on campus a long time, probably like nine, 10 months, I'd say nine months, maybe. Wow. So, you know, normally your family uh, can always come by and, you know, stop by to get uh, by at the games and watch live. And, you, you know, you can always chat with them after the games and stuff. But now, especially for me too, um, when I'm from Europe, I, couldn't see my family for a year almost, which was pretty tough. Normally yeah, we go home for, sure. for uh, go home for uh, Christmas, usually for 10 days or so. So that's always nice. But now with COVID and stuff, that was too risky. So we all just pretty much stayed on campus and, you know, didn't see anyone outside the team. So it was it was a different year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just dealing with uh, basically being isolated. eh? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. We didn't really do anything uh outside hockey just yeah well you know, we just hang out you, with guys, the... uh, you guys managed to win though the ultimate thing so i guess it ended up all being worth it eh? yeah yeah it's uh it's a question of unity i think and 
we had a good unity in our team so that's that's probably a big thing yeah yeah well like i said uh, amazing man and congrats and we're gonna dive into all the details a little later in the conversation uh, about your magical season this year uh, but maybe you could just start off you know by briefly sharing a bit of your story your background and, and how we got to where we are today uh yeah well i think i started playing hockey when i was four uh four or five back in Espoo, uh my hometown in finland and mm. i pretty much right away knew i wanted to be a goalie i think i played uh played a couple years as a as a forward mm-hmm. uh probably three four five years and then pretty quickly i i uh i knew that i wanted to be a goalie i got my first uh first goalie gear uh from my my buddy uh who played for uh merrimack actually he played four years d1 for merrimack yeah. rasmus uh Tiernan. yeah, so I, yeah. I, play, I think i played against him at the tail end of my time too yeah yeah he's he's uh i think he's a 92 or 91 yeah. he's a lot older than me though but uh yeah i got my first goalie gear from him and that really uh really you <laughs> know got me going so and then i played uh i played here in espo uh pretty much my whole career in here in finland yeah uh and then uh, I, so I basically played for the, the youth program here in Espo. It's a little different here in Europe uh, compared to the States, like how yeah. hockey works. But yeah, and then my last year in Finland, before I came to the States, I decided that I want to, I wanted to change, kind of change something. I wanted to try something new. So mm-hmm. I, I actually moved to uh, Turku, which is a, a town here. Uh, I think it's two hours from my hometown. So I moved yeah. to uh, Turku and then I played there uh, the, in the U20 Finnish League. And then, then I uh, just, you know, I uh, went to UMass and, and I've been at, at UMass for three years now. So that's kind of my path. Yeah. path in, in that's, a, that's a funny story uh, with uh, that you got your gear from uh, him, a eh? small world, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Crazy. I think Is he was... from your hometown? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yep. That's cool, man. Well, you know, I guess, uh, you know, you mentioned you grew up playing in Finland and and I I saw in your elite prospects and generally your hometown, but you won just a a significant amount of, you know, personal accolades during your minor hockey years being very standoutish, you know, but I guess, you know, kind of looking back at all your minor hockey years leading up to now, like, what do you think is the most important skill, you know, kids should start working on today that that'll help them transition easier to the next level when they're ready to move on from minor hockey um i'd probably say one of the biggest things uh is you know learning how to read the game fast because when you get older and you play in, <clears throat> in bigger leagues you don't have a lot of time so i'd say just learn how to read the game very fast know what to do uh and when to do what you know because you actually yeah. don't have a lot of time to think so you got to make the right choice uh, in the right situation and kind of, you know, sometimes you have to do a basic save, but sometimes you, sometimes you actually got to throw in something crazy. You know, you can't make up a, a basic butterfly every single time. So kind of just yeah. you know, knowing when to do what. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what you have to do in an early age. Yeah. So is that something that you think is, develop more like subconsciously or like how exactly can kids at home like how do you work on that reading the play in practice is there anything specifically that you do to develop that um no i just i think it comes with uh like reps and just experience and through uh maturity too 
you know, just when you play more games and you practice every day, you kind of know what to do and when. So that's kind of how it works, I think. I don't, I don't think you can really – well, yeah, I think you can watch – watch clips or videos right. from the from the NHL and kind of go over what they do uh, in practice and, and in the games. I think that's going to – yeah, that would help too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you watch a lot of like NHL highlights and the goalies and stuff just to see uh, kind of what their style is like? Yeah, I do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, they're pros. They know what they do. So it's uh, interesting. And I know everyone has uh, their own style of play too. So it's interesting to see what, what each goalie – uh, what they do in, in different situations. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. And then looking back, you know, when you first started playing junior hockey and Finland, you know, what was probably the hardest part about transitioning to junior hockey and, and being able to compete at that level uh, and that play for you personally, like where'd you struggle the most initially? Um, well, for me, when I was young, I was a little too uh, technical, actually. I always okay. tried to, uh, you know, just make the basic butterfly and, you know, being right. like, just stop the puck, uh, you know, make like a, like a textbook save kind of. Right. So I was too technical. So I kind of had to find my flow and, and learn how to read the game better and more and, mm. and, you know, just knowing when not to play by the book. Mm. That's something, that's something for me. Uh, and then I had to find my own, uh, my own personal style of play too kind of took a while for me to figure out how I want to play hockey and what kind of saves I want to make and, you know, just finding my, my stance and, you know, how I want to move on the ice and, and stuff like that. But mm. that's something every goalie has to do anyway. So, yeah. And, and you know, what that comes up on the show a lot is like, Hey, developing your own identity. So maybe instead of us going in, in, in the direction of just junior hockey, maybe you can kind of just take everybody through that process that you went through you know you said you were too technical and then you kind of had to find your game and mold your identity like what were some of the things that you did and some of the changes that you made that have had a pretty significant impact in your career uh well yeah I was too technical so I I had a lot of different goalie coaches in Finland yeah so I kind of went through everything with them and and you know just they taught they you know they taught me a lot of different things and and uh well one thing one big thing for me was I focused a lot on, on like speed uh, mm. on the ice, just having quick feet and being able to move fast on the ice. And also, also actually, I focused on uh, like having fast hands. That was mm. a big thing here in Finland. What my, what my coaches told me, like, hey, like if you wanna, if you wanna stop all the pucks, you need to be fast. Especially like you need to have fast hands too. Because mm. I feel like that's something that a lot of goalies don't think about is you know, having fast and good hands instead of like having fast feet. So right. that was I uh, focused on when I was younger and I still do. I, I still do uh, a lot of like juggling drills and, you know, right. I hand, um, I hand uh, like stuff at the rink yeah. and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I like how you kind of put that in perspective that we're constantly like worrying about our foot speed Um you know, and we're kind of we're kind of moving out of the era of just like blocking style, kind of like what you described, like depicted as your old style. Right. And you really have to have those, you know, the active arms, even if you're, if you're a bigger guy, you can't just drop your arms to the side anymore because those guys can pick those corners. Right. Yeah, so, true. yeah, um, you know, regarding kind of the fast hands is is that you just do like juggling. Like, is there any kind of drills on the ice you do to develop that more? Uh, no, I actually do a lot of juggling, uh, before yeah. and after, and then just 
putting on my gloves and throwing balls at the at the wall and just catching mm. the ball and kind of the same thing for the blocker too. It's a lot of that's what I do a lot, um, just throughout the week and also before um, before the games. You know, just get active hands. You know, get the hands going before and yeah, that's pretty much what I do. And then, well, also on the ice, we do a lot of good goalie drills with, you know, where you just need to be fast with the hands and, you know, react. Yeah. Fast. Is that just like tracking stuff like the beginning? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Tracking, tracking the puck, just seeing the puck and reacting fast. And then, yeah. uh, I like to do a drill with my goalie coach, uh, Jerry DeMichael. Um, it's a drill where he, he's like, he's kind of in the middle just staying still and I'm uh, on the top of my crease, just actually in a butterfly. And he's just ripping, like he's just basically stripping pucks at me and I'm just catching like two pucks with my glove and then two with my blocker, two glove, yeah. two blocker, you know, really just following the puck, just catching the puck and that like very basic stuff. That's what I like to do. Yeah. 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 You know what? I, and something that kind of dawned on me, um, like a little later in my career was, uh, you know, this the typical tracking at the beginning of practice. And you just said it, uh, which is why I'm bringing it up is typical goalie tracking drills is like high glove, high blocker, low glove, low blocker. And you're on your feet basically the whole time. Yeah. But a lot of guys don't really work on their hands from the butterfly position, which is we're yeah. typically in that position making saves out of quite often. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just love sitting down in my butterfly and just, really focus on the hands you know that's yeah that's something i do every week uh and before every game too you kind of need your hands to you know they have to work almost like independently from your body kind of like what i was saying yeah. you can't really just block anymore they gotta they have to move independently from the body even if you're butterflying right yeah yeah true true man yeah and then i guess for you know for kids uh well actually another thing you mentioned was your stance Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you can just talk a little bit about how you developed that a little bit more. Like what were you before and then what were some of the changes you made and why? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> when I was younger, my stance was super wide and it was kind of hard for me to move fast on yeah. the ice because I was standing so wide, you know what I mean? And then, so I kind of just worked on that, uh, had my feet move closer and then that kind of helped me with the speed on the ice, I was able to move faster. Yeah. And I still, I still have a pretty wide stance. Like if you, if you look at some videos, you'll yeah, see yeah. It's pretty wide, but it's a lot, it's a lot better now than it was. And I still, this is something I still work on. I try yeah. to, you know, I try to not stand so wide, but it's, I kind of like just, I kind of like, uh, being very, uh, like low and just, I don't know. I, I have a weird stance sometimes. I feel like it's pretty wide and low. <laughs> something I, I don't know. It's something I like to do, and I feel like yeah, it's yeah. easier for me to stop the puck that way than just standing straight on my legs and I don't know, just standing there. Well, you, know? you feel like you're you feel like you're kind of coming over the puck more versus like mm -hmm. I mean, the puck realistically starts from the ice, right? Yeah. True. True. Well, I've, we've had a lot of European guys. It's a little more. It's a little more prevalent in Europe, where you're seeing that a little bit of that wider stance. Um, yeah. There's uh there's um, uh, uh, um his name is uh, uh Dusan Sidor from, uh, I think they're in Switzerland with 10D goaltending. Have you seen that? Uh no no. 
Yeah, he's a very big advocate for uh, kind of that wide stance. But yeah, what it looks like is it's like with hockey, it's always like, you know, there's it's it's always like black and like people see it as such a black and white thing where really yeah. the answer is almost always like in the middle of what the two polar opposites opinions are. Right. Yeah, true. I mean, I was always <laughs> told not to stand too wide uh, here in Europe and Finland, but it's I don't know. It's very personal, too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Some, for some sure. guys just love standing wide and they stop the puck perfectly. So it's yeah. like you said, it's it's always in the middle, you know. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm noticing with the show. Obviously, you have a lot of different guests with, uh, you know, opinions that span uh, far and wide. Right. And then and what I'm finding is like, you know, maybe I'm not right. Maybe he's not right. Maybe somewhere in the middle, you know, is right. And you're kind of reinventing the game a little bit in that sense. It gives mm-hmm. you an edge, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, you know, in 2018, you know, you come over to the U S and uh, start over 15 games for UMass Amherst, Minutemen and hockey East, uh, your freshman year, but maybe you just take us through your first season, like your first impressions of college hockey and where you struggled the most initially as a freshman. Uh, yeah. Well, for me as a European goalie, I think the biggest struggle was the, the small ice sheet, you know, in, in Europe, it's the ice sheets are pretty big. Actually, there's a yeah. lot of space and it's, I feel like the the game is a lot slower. There's a lot of time, and you can think and blah blah blah. But yeah, when you come over to the states and you play D1, for example, like I did my uh, my freshman year when I got here. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. The game got really fast and quick, and that, it was a big difference, especially when you're a goalie, because um, you kind of have to be ready all the time, and anything can happen. So that was something for me. I it took a while for me to kind of adapt the small yeah. ice sheet and in a faster game but uh but yeah that's that's pretty much the only thing for me and obviously you know the first time when you uh move abroad overseas from europe it's it's always different you know just yeah you're your in your hometown for the first time yeah much. yeah the language barrier uh right. <laughs> the new culture um yeah you know just going to going to school and studying in english when you've been studying in finnish uh, there's a lot of small things like that, uh, you know, outside of hockey, but, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me for my, uh, freshman year. And, yeah. you know, I, I always wanted to play college, uh, college hockey too. So yeah. I was really excited and I had, uh, I had been watching a lot of videos online before I got here, you know, of yeah. college hockey and, and yeah, stuff, the like fans that. So and stuff really, right? Yeah. So I was really excited and it was pretty much exactly what i what i thought it was going to be so <laughs> well you know you, you kind of talked about just the speed of the game and and um you know just the size of the rinks too i mean when when i first got to pro some of the rinks that we played in were even smaller you know what i mean yeah. like they're not like regulation and even i was like wow like these guys are like walking down broadway as soon as they come over the blue line right so how was yeah. that? how did you kind of adjust to that like get adjusted to that you know, the much closer vicinity that they were releasing those pucks from? Uh, well, it just, you know, got better uh, throughout the year when I played more games and yeah, you know, just practiced every day in a small rink too. So, I don't know. I was just told to uh, just be ready uh, all the time. You know, they can shoot from anywhere. Uh, pucks from the blue line uh, with a lot of people in front of you. Are actually they're actually pretty pretty dangerous when you think about it because right anything can happen they can bounce and stuff like that so I was just told to be pretty much ready like all the time every second of the game yeah 
that and that's very different from Europe. I feel like a, a shot from the blue line uh, on a big sheet is it's not as yeah, bad. It just kind of sails in. You got some time. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I just worked on my game every day at practice and in the game, so it got it got pretty good fast. But yeah, it was a it was a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I guess for kids looking to you know, make a smooth transition to college hockey. Now you're in your third season, you're done your third year. Like, what do you think's a skill that they should be working on today that you think is transferable that, you know, you think will help prepare them for the challenges when they finally get to college? Uh, well, I'd say it's, just, it's kind of the same thing that I said before. Just, well, first, obviously, just finding your own style, your own style of play mm-hmm. and then learning how to read the game and different situations very fast. And just to focus on speed, fat, the fast hands, like I said, and fast feet. And then also something that's really important uh, is just, you know, the game outside of like stopping the puck. Because mm. we all know that as a goalie, you also have to do uh, more than just stopping the puck. You got you to gotta stop rims sometimes. You got to play the mm. puck. You got you to gotta talk with the D communicate and stuff like that so that's something you got to work on too and you know it took me a while and I still need to learn I, I still need to work on my on my game and and you know on stopping the rims playing the puck talking with the D so that's a lot yeah. of stuff that doesn't really have to do with like stopping the puck actually so right it's a lot of the work that, that that comes with away away from the puck is at that level the coaches hold you accountable right for everything yeah yeah I mean yeah obviously you got to stop the puck but you also have to stop the rims and play the puck so even though even though you stop every single puck in the game your coach still might come up to you and be like hey that was that was not a good good game like you didn't help the d at all right right yeah i know that's uh you know, and, and, and I think that's a good point um, just to make toward college hockey. It really it really kind of prepares you, honestly, for, you know, the, the pro atmosphere of just the attention to detail for 60 minutes that's required to win a whole game, not just when the puck's being shot, but all the work that's done away from the puck, you know, helping your D, communicating, uh, battling through screens, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. five, six, seven guys down the lane. Yeah. Um, it's all those little things that you do away from the puck that really, you know, cause I mean, at the college level, you play a lot of great goalies. Everybody sort of has the skills to be there. Right. But it's those mm-hmm. little things that separate them from, yeah. The you know, the, yeah. From the champions. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah, man. So, you know, fast forward now, uh, to this year playing, uh, you know, after playing over 50 games with the team now, and, you know, he had an enormous breakout year winning both the hockey East league championship uh, going to the finals, winning that, and then going to the finals and winning the NCAA D1 National Championship as well um, as a number of personal accolades, including the NCAA All-Tournament team and uh, the hockey second All-Star team. Crazy, man. Just a absolutely amazing personal breakout year for you. And, and I guess looking back at it all, you know, what do you think contributed so much to your personal success this season compared to previous years? Um, I think for this year, it was probably just uh, maturity, and experience and just you know being older than before uh i just have more reps under my belt and more games and and, uh in college so i i think that's that's pretty much it because i i haven't really changed anything um right i got the same like like we talked before i got the same stance uh the same style as before um 
So and I pretty much do the same things every day too. Like right. I've been doing the same stuff for the past three years, so I haven't really changed anything major. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it's just elevating some of the things that you already did well, right? Yeah, yeah. Just you know, just being better every day. What you do is kind of how I think. Yeah. Well, we're gonna dive into you know all your personal routines, and obviously, I'm sure that's um, a big contribution to your success. Like you said, I mean, you've had amazing three years at the school, and and it doesn't surprise me that you haven't really changed much. Uh, you know, you kind of find something that works, you stick with it, you maybe mm-hmm. tweak it a little bit just to make it a little bit better, right? Yeah. Yeah. True. I don't. I don't really like changing. Uh, changing too much. If I find something I that I like, I kind of like sticking with it, and you know, just developing the that thing if i need to yeah yeah maybe you could just take us through you know um obviously guys are champions you know that's all people see on paper um but every year that we all play whether it's a single day or a month or a stretch of games you know we all go through kind of adversity throughout a season right and you know but maybe you can just detail to us like what was the biggest adversity you know maybe outside of covid that you that your team and you faced this year and how exactly you're able to overcoming it go on to do great things in the postseason uh well yeah for me personally um this year the beginning was pretty tough uh i think i played two games uh in the beginning of the year and then i faced a lower body injury uh something happened happened in practice and then uh that was pretty tough for me i was out for a month i think i i wasn't able to skate for a month i was only in the in the gym and that was that was tough for me both physically and mentally and i think actually when i think about it now i think that made me tough uh tougher as a person too mm. you know just seeing the guys skating every day having fun on the ice and playing hockey and then all i could do was just you know do stuff in the in the weight room i feel like that actually pushed me a lot this year in the beginning i kind of decided that or I mean, I worked hard every day in the in the weight room, and then I decided For that sure. hey, when I when I come back from my injury, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna take the job as a as the starting goalie, yeah. and I want to play. I don't want to sit on the bench, and I don't want to do stuff in the weight room. I want to play hockey, and then you know it worked out well, and I came back, and I think I played pretty much every single game after I came back from my wow. injuries. Good for you, man. Yeah. That was so in terms of the mindset, it was just like, you know, you're going to do whatever it takes when you come back to take that job. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I don't know. It was interesting to see if like I was out for a month, I couldn't skate. So that was interesting to see how, how much I actually love hockey, you know, yeah, (laughs) like every day, just not being able to skate and playing hockey was, that was, that was pure pain, man. That was, that was tough. I just, all I wanted to do was just go back on the ice and play hockey. So, that was interesting for me too. To I don't know. I just realized how much I love hockey, and I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, just do anything else. So yeah, um, that was good for me too. I don't know. Kind of opened my eyes. I learned some new things uh, mentally too. So yeah, well, it makes you kind of not take things for granted either. Not that you were before, you know what I mean. But it kind of is like yeah. you know what I. I really, uh, you know when you get that taken away from you, I had a very bad injury in college too, man. And I literally was probably like considered like, even though I didn't say anything, but like depressed, you know, when you have that, 
when you have the one thing you love taken away from you, a lot of athletes struggle with that, especially at the higher levels. And you're just like watching everybody else. And it's just terrible, man. And yeah, I had a, a similar mentality, man. I was like, whatever it takes when I come back, I'm going to do it. And, um, you know, it starts, makes you grateful for the time you do have on the ice. And it kind of makes you play with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. When you get back, you got something to mm-hmm. prove, right? True. And especially it's tough when, when you have a lot of bad, like for me, like I just had bad luck and then, yeah. You know, I was out for a month and it was really just bad luck. I don't think I I really could have done anything right. differently. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, it, it's tough, man, because you can't really take anything for granted. And you kind of learn to uh, appreciate all the big, like all the small and the big things. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Is that kind of the, ma- the the first major injury that you probably had or? Oh, uh, no, no. Actually, I was I had a bigger one when I was younger. But, uh, but yeah, I can, I can talk about that later too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason I bring it up is cause honestly, like, you know, and it's kind of diving in. If, if I never asked you that, you know, nobody would ever known that you didn't play for like a month at the beginning of the year, you know what I yeah, mean? But true. it's just, it's, it's just, we, we were all eventually go through challenges and we're, we're, our resilience is really tested. That's truly what we're building is resilience. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. But maybe you can just, um, you know, dive into your national championship run a bit. And, and that must have been an incredible feeling. You know, but maybe you can just take us through what was going through your head leading up to the final game. Like, were you nervous at all or pretty confident in your routines and stuff? Like, what was your mindset leading up to game day and, and uh, on game day? Uh, yeah, well, that was an exciting time. It's I mean, I love playing those big games. And yeah. I was honestly, I was I was pretty confident. Um, yeah, well. For me, I, I love the challenge. I like I said, I love those big games. It's exciting, and I kind of like the pressure too. And you know, just I don't know. I was excited for the for the new opportunity again to uh, make history. And for sure, uh, well, my freshman year, three years ago, we uh, we were in the final game. We lost to uh, Duluth. I think it was mm-hmm. three nothing. And I don't know. I before the game, I I thought you know just for myself i was like like no chance like we're no chance we're gonna lose again like no freaking chance right right. that was something i i thought of before the game also during the game i was like it's kind of like just talking to myself i'm like like whatever we do we just can't lose like no way we're gonna lose again because that was that was pretty tough for me too my freshman year you know having a good year the team played unreal in front of me and all the goalies we had a we had a super good team you know we we made it all the way to the final game and then just you know losing that last game was very tough because we got so close and you know it's it's not easy to win the whole win the whole thing so that was mentally very tough so you know just having that opportunity again uh, a couple years later was something that really really motivated me and that was big for me you know just well, it was. I, I also played the the game three years ago when we lost. Oh. And I I don't personally. I wasn't really happy about my game <clears throat> that yeah. day. So for me, it was a new a new chance to you know just show what you have and show, showing your skills. And you know, I just wanted to win very bad. And yeah, our team was like my our team played unreal in front of me too. Uh, the final game this year so yeah it made my life a lot easier so it was it was really an unreal unreal team effort so 
Yeah. I'm really happy would you about say, that. Uh, would you say losing that game three years ago was a significant reason as to why you were prepared to win this time? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Because uh, we had a my whole junior class. Uh, class. Uh, yeah, we played that year, my freshman year, and we lost. So we kind of we kind of knew uh, what it takes to win that game. We knew what you have to do, you know, to even get to that game and, and what it, what it takes to win the game. So, yeah, I think just like I talked before, uh, like maturity, experience, that's a big part of, of your game. So I think that helped us uh, along the way this year, you know, just having our class who's been there before and, and kind of know what to do and what's expected. So that, that was a big thing, yeah. Like for me, I was I was pretty nervous my freshman year. I mean, I'm, I'm I think it's a good thing to be nervous before a game, but right. I was if you're pretty not nervous. nervous. You're probably something wrong. Right? Yeah, but honestly, <laughs> I was I was uh, I wasn't like I I'd say I was pretty nervous my freshman year, but now this year was it was a lot less. Obviously, yeah. I was a little nervous, but it was not too bad at yeah, all. You just kind of stick to your routines and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, just you know. I had a good year too. I had a lot of good, uh, good games under my belt this year. So that kind of, you know, that was a big thing for me that built up my, my confidence for the final game. And, you know, just the, the drive was pretty, pretty big too. <laughs> yeah. No kidding, man. Well, you know, I, I bring it up because, um, you know, I, I think in general, you'll always, and this is for everybody listening, you'll always learn more from failure than from success. Mm -hmm. Right. And everybody's constantly trying to like avoid failure, but when it does happen, you go out there, you leave it all on the ice. And then when it does happen, you learn from it and you make changes and you come back, you know, like when, you know, and I never won the, the natty uh, for in college, which is on a way bigger stage than, you know, junior hockey, but leading up to when I won a championship in junior hockey, we went all the way to the natty there. You know, I had lost in years prior and in the, in the postseason, it, it made me hungrier and it gave me experience. And I learned from that. And eventually all that experience eventually compounds. to win like what you just had, right? Like it's never a straight line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's um, I kind of as much as I wish you would have won, too. You know what I mean? It's yeah. at the same time, you can kind of yeah. look back and say, you know what, that me failing there gave me that little bit of edge and experience I needed to be successful next time I got to that spot. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that pushed our uh, whole team too. So. Yeah, man. Well, for, for kids looking at home to win a college, uh, you know, championship one day or, you know, really any championship for that matter. Like, what do you think is some of the most important advice you can give someone that will help them sort of, you know, break through where they are and become a champion and earn that feat as well. Similar to you did, right? You had the, you had the failure, you learned, and then you broke through. So what's some advice you have for other goalies trying to be champions out there? Uh, well, I think obviously everyone would say, you know, Hey, just work hard and, you know, love what you do, but yeah, that's true. But I also think, um, it's, I think the mental game is pretty important here. So I mm -hmm. think, Yes. I think, you know, just having having that goal, just knowing what you want to do and what you need to do and just having a, a bigger purpose, you know, individually and also as a team, mm. uh, you know, you have your own goals and then you have your team goals and, you know, like just being very clear what you want to do as a team and, you know, just having all the guys on the same page, like, hey, this is our common goal, this is our purpose and stuff like that. It's that's something that helps, 
you know, helps with uh, winning championships. And I think, yeah, I think I, I mentioned this before, but uh, for us, our, our unity and our connection in the team within the team was, was very good. And that's, uh, that's super important when you want to strive for uh, winning those big games, you know, just having, why, why do you think that's so important? Just having everybody be so close like that. I totally agree. I just curious about your opinion. Well, it's a team sport. I feel like, uh, like just having those big superstars on your team, that's not going to help anything. If you don't have a, a bunch of guys, the whole team, you know, playing mm. for each other. Uh, cause it's, you know, it's a team sport. So I think just knowing that your guy, your friends, uh, have your back no matter what, you know, yeah. they all play, play for each other. That's something, that's something special. I think, and, you know, our team, uh, it was it was a big family, you know, all the guys, all the players, all the staff members, everyone. It's uh, it's a big family, so that's that's something that I think is super important if you want to win those big games. Just knowing that, hey, we're in this together. I got your back. You got mine. You know, yeah. let's just play hockey and have fun, and, and you know, just do what we love. Yeah, it's a, it's it gives everybody a sense of confidence when you're together, but at the same time, it it's almost like it pushes everybody to find another level for each other when somebody else is in need kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, cause you get to that, you get to that time in the postseason, like you're going to, you know, things are going to happen. You're going to let in goals. Guy's going to falter on a play. And, and do you start pointing fingers or, or, or does everybody on the team like pick that guy up and help him get back to normal? And if he's kind of having an off day, helping fill in that gap a little bit, just cause you're playing for each other, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I've never really seen a, a team win a championship that didn't have that unity. There aren't many, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I don't know about you. Yeah, I know. I, I think it's the unity and the connection. It's, it's always, it's always there because two guys can't win a championship. It just right. doesn't work that way. That's, that's my personal opinion. Yeah, man. Well, maybe we'll finally just dive into some of your routines a little bit, you know, on and off the ice and uh, starting with your game day routine. Maybe just take it, maybe take us from night before game time to, you know, how you get ready to play every day. Uh, yeah, well, I pretty much do the same things uh, every time. I don't like I said before, I don't change a lot of things. So right. when, I, when I find that game day routine, I kind of st uh, stick with that. So for me, I like to go to bed early. Um the night before I let's say we play on a Friday at seven. So I, I go to bed, uh, the night before probably at like 10, 20, 10, 30. Yeah. I sleep nine and a half, 10 hours, uh, get up pretty early. Kind of depends on, on the day too, but yeah. I get up early. I have a good breakfast and usually we got some stuff to do at the rink. Uh, we can choose if we want to go on the ice or do something in the weight room. And for me, I usually just do stuff in the weight room. I don't go on the ice in the morning because mm -hmm. I like I like saving the energy for later. So I like everything I do in the morning is very light. I don't really do anything. I just stretch and uh, you know get the get the legs going a little. Yeah, just get you the know, blood just, moving a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Just do whatever I have to do to just you know wake up and then <clears throat> I go home. Then I have a pretty light lunch. I don't eat too much. I like drinking a lot of liquid too throughout mm. the day, like Gatorade and water and stuff like that. Yeah. And then uh, 
Well, yeah, well, I, I don't eat a lot of food on game days. Well, I do, but not anything heavy. But I, I like to eat a lot of food the day before. So that's when I kind of fuel up mm. fuel up for the game uh, okay. on the day before. But then nice. on game days, yeah, just very light food, uh, a lot of liquid. And, yeah, then I take a nap. I'm a big nap guy, so I, I nap probably. Uh, depends on if we're playing at home or on the road. But usually if, if we play home, I'm napping for like two hours maybe, an yeah. hour and a half to – I shoot for two, but sometimes I just can't sleep too. But uh, yeah, I love napping. I'm a big nap guy. And then when I wake up, it's it's kind of game time. I just put my AirPods in, and I'm in a different world. I don't I don't talk too much. I just listen to music and focus on yeah. the things I I need to do and that I want to do. And yeah, and then I just show up at the rink, ready to go, uh, activate the hands, I'm doing some juggling stuff before and. And then I, I do a lot of stretching and jumping and, you know, just waking up the body before and, you know, like listening to music and stuff like that is a big thing for me too before the game. Mm-hmm. I kind of have my, um, I love, I'm a big rap guy. I love rap. Yeah. Uh, so something that really fires me up. Um, yeah. And then, and then I'm ready to go for the game. I don't really think or do anything extra i just i just focus on the small things that i want to do and then i just i'm ready to play you know yeah. whenever the clock drops yeah absolutely man and then and then and, you know big games like playing when the stakes are high and there's pressure what's sort of your like you know your mental routine during a game to help you avoid game time and performance anxiety like what anchor techniques either internal external to use to kind of center your focus and eliminate distractions regularly um that's a good question um well like i said before i don't think too much and i i kind of like the pressure and i like the challenge yeah i like the i actually like the uh, the responsibility as a goalie because you know it's 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 pretty big when you're a goalie you kind of sure if you have a bad day you might as well like you're probably gonna lose if you have a really Usually bad the team has a bad day right yeah but if if you play well and you have a good day you can always give the the team a chance to win so yeah. i like that uh i like the mentality and you know just being the best best you know in the best shape you can be uh when the puck drops but yeah i don't honestly i don't do anything crazy uh or think of anything crazy i just i kind of hate losing i don't want to lose i want to win every game like probably everyone yeah. else too so I just Absolutely. focus on my own thing and, you know, I know what I need to do as a goalie to uh, give the team a chance to win. So that's what I shoot for. I always do the same things. I know what I need to do. And I know when I don't do those things and that's when I have the guys or uh, the coaches remind me like, hey, stop the rims, play the puck, talk right. to the D. So I, I kind of know know what I have to do. And, and I'm in that mindset like, hey, I know what I need to do. That's that's what I'm going to do. And, yeah. and, you know, let's just win and play hockey, so, you know, when you're having a bad day, right. We all have bad days, right. What, mm-hmm. What's kind of the conversation like in the dialogue, like in your head, like, what are you telling yourself to kind of push through on that bad day? Well, if I have a bad day, I just focus on the simple things on the very basic stuff. Like I'm not, I don't want to do anything crazy. And well, for example, if I let in a bad goal or something, uh, I really don't think about it. I just 
forget the whole thing and then because you can always go over the goals and all the stuff later after, right, the, game, after but, the game yeah that's so i never never if i make any big mistakes or stuff like that i really don't deal with that stuff in the moment yeah. uh, so i just i just remind myself to uh focus on all the small things and just doing all the basic stuff well and, and that usually works for me just you know just focusing on the next puck really mm. just one yeah. one puck at the at a, one puck at a time that's kind of how i think when i stand in that so yeah and, and maybe you can dive in since we're kind of on that um i share a very similar mentality is kind of that we call a next shot mentality but mm-hmm. um, yeah you know what what's exactly like your your post goal routine after you get scored on like you know you say you kind of like to just flush it don't even think about it maybe you can just take us through like the whole routine whenever you get scored on uh <laughs> i don't think i have a, a routine when i get scored on well i'm not i never uh break any sticks or yell or right i don't really, I don't really rage when i get scored on i'm i think i'm very calm and relaxed i i don't think i show any emotions or or stuff like that i just yeah you know i just take the puck out of the net, I guess. And, you know, take a sip of water and, uh, you know, just start focusing on the next puck, uh, mm. when the puck drops, I don't think I, I don't think about the goal. I don't go over, uh, the thing in my head, like, Hey, I should have done this instead of this. I just yeah. forget about it, forget about the whole thing. And I, I know I'm going to go over the goal after the game anyway. So, you know, just focus on the, on the next thing. And that's pretty much everything I do. I, really don't do anything i just stand and you know yeah. wait for, yeah, the, no. for the puck to uh be shot at me again you know yeah you're waiting you're just focusing on that next shot you turn the page yeah right? yeah yeah man and then during the week for like on and off ice you know what's like a drill that you do or you know like something we call like what's your two biggest hacks you know for for like either an on ice drill or an off ice drill that you do on a weekly basis that you feel helps give you an edge and stay ahead of everybody. Yeah. Well, I got one drill, uh, on the ice that I do. I love that drill. That's the one I told you about earlier. Um, when I go down in butterfly and I have my goalie coach, Jared, just ripping pucks in me. Uh, you know, it's just for the hands, activating the hands and just focusing on, you know, finding the puck and having fast hands. So that's what I do the day before a game and also if if i'm on the ice uh in the morning on a game day that's also what i do uh at the end at the end of practice Mm -hmm. and yeah that's like one of my things uh well the only thing i do on the ice throughout the week that's kind of like my own thing yeah and then off the ice uh I spend a lot of time in the weight room. I like stretching before and stretching after. I like, yeah. you know, I like to take care of my body, uh, feel Me good. Too. Yeah. So that's what I do. I, I show up early at the rink and go in the weight room and I stretch and, and foam roll and, you know, do some hip stuff. And then obviously the juggling stuff too. But then mm-hmm. after, after the ice, I, I go back in again. I spend a lot of time. I'm usually one of the last guys uh, to leave the rink mm. uh, every day. So I, I just, you know, I just stretch a lot of time because I, I feel like that's something very important for a goalie. Because if yeah. you don't, that's when bad things happen in practice and then you're out for a month, you know? 
Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah, well, sometimes it's, uh, would you say, and I'm curious, have you ever like, you know, you say you do the same thing all the time, you know, do you feel like that all of the recovery and the stretching stuff, when you don't do that, do you feel a difference in your performance on the ice? Well, yeah, I, yeah, I feel a difference in my body for sure. Yeah. If I don't yeah. stretch, I'm kind of sore and, and, uh, you know, I just don't feel that good. I don't, I feel slow and cause I, well, obviously you need to be fast and when I'm sore and I don't know, my legs are tired and stuff like that. I just don't feel good on the ice. So that's why I try to do a lot of recovery stuff and, and stretching and, and, you know, just making sure I feel good off the ice and that's going to help me on the ice too. So yeah, there's a, for me, I, I feel a big difference when I don't do the things that I should uh, versus right. when I actually do the things that I know I need to do. Right. I and mean, those are those details that we talk about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you kind of have to do all those details every day if you want to, if you want to get better and if you want to win hockey games, it's yeah, you know, you it, make it's your choice. Natural, you wanna, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of your choice if, if you want to play well, good or not. Do you do ice baths? Um, I did when I was younger this year. Yeah. No, that was not. No. I used to. I don't know why I didn't do that stuff this year. I oh, really not, just, not not that it's necessary. I'm more just curious. No, yeah, I I know a lot of guys who did, and they love love doing that stuff. Yeah. And I think it's great for you too. But I just focused more on uh, stretching and foam rolling this year. I don't really have an answer to that. I just that's just how I did this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's all we want, man. We want your we want you your identity explained to us you know, your identity, man. And, and to, uh, you know, younger guys out there listening, you know, eventually your age catches up with you a little bit, right. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and even, and even, uh, you know, I shouldn't just say age is just the intensity, right? Like college hockey every single day, or, you know, you're, 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 you're leaving it all out there, even in practice. And if you're not kind of doing those things to maintain your body, like you're going to fall apart by the time you get to playoffs. Right. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. So maybe you can just briefly just dive into, uh, you know, your specific three or four pillars that you kind of surround your, your goaltending and playing philosophy around and, uh, you know, like why you think they're so important. Um, yeah, well, if I had to choose three, I probably, the first one would be, well, these are pretty big pillars. They're not anything detailed or anything like that, but yeah, the first one would be just, you know, the mental game that's a big thing for me i like to be focused and i know i have a purpose and a goal i just know my personal goals and just to drive to uh be better every day and you know just yeah. i love playing hockey so the mental side is a big thing for me i i know what i need to do and i know i what i want to do and i know where i want to go so yeah, that's why I, I know why I show up every day at the ring because I I love playing hockey and I want to, you know, I want to play in the big lights someday. Yeah, like pretty much like a pretty like probably every single hockey player wants to. So and uh, the second one would probably be just the physical part of the game. Uh, I like to be in the best possible shape that I can be in, you know, when the puck drops. So that's all the, all the recovery stuff, um, uh, eating healthy, sleeping, drinking water, uh, working hard in the summer, you know, I like lifting weights and, you know, getting in a good shape in the summer. So 
that's that would be that for that one and then the third one would actually be uh it's a little different that would be the life outside of hockey so i feel like i feel like everyone needs some time off sometimes from hockey i don't think anyone can you know go all hockey 365 days in a year yeah you need a bit of a break you burn yeah yeah i feel like 30 years right yeah yeah so i so that's something for me you know i love what's what's like your hobby outside of hockey if you don't mind me asking no yeah well in the summer i love uh i love fishing and yeah i love fishing and then um well i love motorcycles that's one of my nice (laughs) <laughs> I got one. I got one like right in front of me, actually on the backyard, while I'm sitting here. And uh, yeah, I just like ha- like hanging out with my family and my buddies. You know, just spending time with your close ones, and you know, just doing a lot of outside activities too. Yeah. Uh, I like running and working out outside, and you know, like I said, fishing and playing soccer and basketball with your uh, buddies and stuff like that. So. I feel like that's something that works out for me well, you know, having your life uh, at the rink and then also having having a life outside the rink and, you know, doing something different sometimes that's going to help your your hockey game too, or at least it helps me, you know. Then you're, you feel fresh and, you know, you're excited when you show up, show up at the rink the next day and stuff like that, so. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, Philip, you have your – I'm just curious, you know, maybe what's the biggest adversity, you know, you ever faced in your whole career and, and how did you overcome it? Um, well, I think the biggest one would be when I was, I think I was 15 or 14. Yeah. I played here in, in Espo, Finland for uh, the Espo Blues. And I think I pulled – no, I it was it was something weird with my lower back and then with my hips. I I wasn't able to skate for um, I think it was almost a year, maybe eight nine wow. months. Yeah, so I I really wasn't able to do anything. Actually, I couldn't run or like move. Really, I, I couldn't do anything. I was just sitting. Was it like a, you have something with your? It was like a disc in your spine or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something weird. So it was because I was young and and I was doing a lot of stuff and then I was growing fast. You know, my Mm. spine was growing and stuff. So I guess something happened to my spine. So I I couldn't play hockey for almost a year. And that was very tough for me, especially mentally. And I guess that was one of those times when I really had to think like, hey, is is hockey something I want to do? And, you know, because – like just not being able to play hockey for a year was very tough and it was pain every single day. No kidding. So, and then, yeah, well, I just, I chose to play hockey. You know, I, I was like, Hey, I know it's tough. It's, it's been a year. Yeah. And, but hey, it's, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep working hard and keep following my dreams and, you know, do whatever I have to do. And I guess that, that paid off a little, very, very happy I didn't stop playing hockey. It was it was a tough year, not gonna lie. So, but yeah, how did you kind of get over that? Was it just like eventually your rehab was done, and then you decided to return to play? Yeah, well, I was 
doing rehab stuff every single day uh, for the lower back and wow. for my hips. And then obviously I'm, I'm fine now. Everything's yeah. fine. That was good to hear. That was bad back in the days when I was younger. And yeah, I just did my rehab every day and then slowly, uh, slowly got back uh, each day on the ice, started very slow. I didn't do a lot of stuff on the ice. And then it took a while when I could go full speed again. And, you know, and thankfully everything was fine. So, yeah. Well, Philip, do you, uh, you have any last words of advice for everyone listening that you feel passionate about sharing? Um, well, I don't have anything crazy. Just, I guess just work hard and, and, you know, just love what you do. That's kind of how I think about hockey. I, mm. I love showing up at the rink every day. And I just, like I said before, when I was injured, uh, it, it really, it really sucked. That was very bad, uh, mentally. So I don't know, just find out what you want to do. And if you love hockey, then I'm happy for you. That's what I do too. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, Philip, thank you so much for, you know, coming on the show, buddy. And once again, congrats on a, an absolutely amazing year and amazing career so far. I wish you nothing but the best of luck going forward. And I'm sure, you know, today we'll just shed a ton of light on not what just, not just what it takes to, to be division one goaltender, but to be division one champion as well. So can you just let people know where they can get in touch with you online? Uh, yeah, well you can, uh, you can DM me on, on Instagram, just type in Philip Lindbergh and it should pop up, uh, right away. So just, if you have anything, feel free to DM me and I'm happy to help with anything I can. Right on. So go check out Philip Lindbergh and all, all mentioned links, Instagram links will be available in the show notes for everyone to check out, but he's experienced uh, just tons of success at the next level for years now. And I know he's got a very bright future ahead of him. So appreciate, uh, Philip, you making some time to record, even with the time change. But maybe mm-hmm. somewhere down the road, we'll have you, you know, back on the show, dude, if that's something that interests you. Yeah, man, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'm grateful for you coming on, buddy. Congrats again. Good luck as we roll into the summer. You take care, stay safe, and we'll chat soon, buddy. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, guys. If you like what you heard today, make sure to hit that subscribe button as we have tons of amazing guests lined up ready to come onto the show in the next few months. Make sure to tune in next week and every Tuesday from now on at 8 a.m. As next week, I have another awesome guest coming on and current Wilfred Laurier goaltending coach here in the CIS in Canada, but also an English and United Kingdom legend. And that's Nathan Craze, uh, who had an awesome pro career overseas in England. Before moving on to to, uh, coach at some of the highest levels of hockey in recent memory, um, also being involved with uh, uh, the IHF in in England over there and uh, the national teams. Uh, But he's an amazing dude who I've been able, I've had the privilege of connecting with, you know, a few times and really excited to get him on to chat some goaltending development. So make sure to tune back next week without further ado here are the giveaway details for our monthly giveaway we do for the goalie hacks podcast and just as a note here if you enter into this giveaway even if you don't win uh, we select four winners a month and and that includes books uh, different products training products uh, neuro tracker subscriptions we give away all sorts of things we pick four people a month and even if you don't win uh, one month you're always entered into uh, the the future the future giveaway so to enter the giveaway if you're an Apple user, simply go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave us a written review and rating. 
And if you're an Android user, you can also download iTunes onto your computer and leave a review and rating on there as well. And once you leave a review of the podcast, just take a screenshot of it and either email it to goaliehacks at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram with your screenshot and your full name. Get excited, guys. Great things ahead. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you next week. Oh,